Welcome to episode 12 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that investigate how successful communicators create genuine connection. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kristen. I'm Amelia Veal, and my normal process is that I interview a guest to find out um, how they connect with their community. But today, in episode 12, we're gonna turn that back to front, and Kristen, who is the co-founder of the Own It Project, and also an awesome team member at Narrative Marketing, she's actually going to interview me, and we'll ask the questions of what we've learned so far. So what we're gonna do in today's episode is really turn it around and I'm going to summarize what we've learned so far, what are the key findings, and what top communicators are doing to create genuine connections. So what I'm really keen to do is make sure that through today's episode, people can get a summary of what we've learned so far. Thank you so much for inviting me to interview today, Amelia, around Be The Drop. I'm really excited to get you to share your message around what you've learned so far in these podcasts. So the first thing that you ask your audience is to bring along an item of significance and how that connects to their community. So today, what is your item of significance? Okay, so today I've brought my item of significance and I actually bring it with me everywhere and that is my voice and the message that I'm trying to share. So that is very much how I'm aiming to build a community and that community is hopefully listening to the messages that I'm sharing and I'm looking to try and share positive communication messages. So I'm all the time, I'm going, I'm seeking out communicators, finding out what they're doing, investigating how they're creating connection and trying to bring that back to my community to share with them what they're doing, what works and how we might be able to improve our communication. So it's a constant thing and I'm always looking for those passionate and positive communicators and sharing stories with them. So the first question that you ask your guests is around what unites their community and how they are a part of it. So have you identified any central themes within this question? Absolutely. So for me, something that has come through each of my guests, and it really doesn't matter, say from Andre, who was sharing um, in episode one, sharing you know tips with his community and selling wine without the wine wank, through to say, for example, Ian, who is for Kickstart for Kids, and he's serving breakfast daily to kids that need it. There was one thing that each and every one of my guests all have, and that's passion. They are absolutely passionate. Like it, it was, it's incredible to me that it was so consistent that it's obviously one of the key fundamentals for positive and, and powerful communication was to have passion. And these people were passionate, not just in what they were doing, but that was absolutely true. They were very passionate about what they're doing, but they were also really passionate about sharing that message with other people and sharing their passion because they're so enthusiastic, they're so keen, they love what they're doing so much. Um, that they really want to share that passion. They want other people to be a part of it. So that uniting force, the resounding uniting force was that passion. You know, they were bringing people together because they were sharing that passion. So they were finding other people who had a similar passion or who wanted to be a part of that passion. They could um, resonate with it and, and feel like they could be a part of something through sharing that passion. So absolutely for me, consistently, it was passion. Great. So once your guests have identified um, what unites their community, 
you're able to delve into what motivates them. So what motivates their community to actually take action? And is there any kind of consistent drivers to those actions? I think it's really interesting because building on the passion, there was a really consistent theme of needing to actually build relationships, real. And people used, you know, my guests used the words a lot about genuine and authentic and, you know, really those sorts of things that come in any relationship in life. So rather than thinking of it as just a business transaction, that transactional approach was really removed from each of my guests because they brought themselves into it, they brought their audience as people into it and they were trying to build, even if it was on a big scale, but they were trying to use the sorts of um, things that you do if you're building a one-on-one -on -one relationship. So they were trying to scale and, and this is what the successful communicators were really doing is that they were building real relationships that people could feel that they were recognised so that, that it wasn't, as I said, it wasn't just more of that transactional. They were open and honest that there, there was a business going on and that people were looking for something from this uniting but really it was also about that relationship and so it was a two way. So it was very much not about one party or the other, it was a, a dual relationship. And the other thing that really came through for that is also storytelling and that constantly people were, you know, my guests were talking about sharing their story and being open and honest and, and transparent about what it is that they're doing. And this was really a fundamental thing to help build those relationships because their community was relating to that story to help build that relationship. So we all know that all relationships aren't smooth sailing. So the next question I really like in terms of how do you handle, you ask your guests, how do they handle the negativity within their communities? And again, is there any insights that you've learnt from that particular question? So the negativity one was a really good one in finding out how to move a community forward. You know, if you're building something and you're putting a lot of passion and positive energy in it, what do you do when you receive negativity? Now, luckily, a number of my guests said they hadn't, um, experienced serious negativity but there were a few that have definitely experienced that and constantly their advice was to be upfront and honest and accepting of making a mistake. If you've done something wrong, you know, we're all human, everybody is happy to accept that mistakes happen so long as you don't try to ignore that. So it was really about take it on, you know, um, take it on the chin, be there, say look, yep, I've made a mistake, um, so sorry about this and turn it around. So there was this real con common theme that you could turn that negative into a positive and really actually, you know, some people were saying th those people that had experienced a negative experience within their community ended up being some of their biggest fans because they had been handled so well, because there was that respect, which is again goes back to that building relationships because respect um, and mutual respect is really important in relationship building. So that was that be open and honest. Some people had, say, had said they'd experienced trolls. So, um, you know, and some really just uncalled for, unnecessary conversation. Uh, Jim and Christina from Mr and Mrs um, Romance, the travel blog, had, had some of that experience and, and they just said, look, there's no place for that in their community. So they would have no problem blocking somebody that was just unnecessarily trolling and not being true to the environment that they've created. So if necessary, absolutely have no sense of, of um, concern or shame in getting rid of someone if they're not being true. But if you've made a mistake, by all means, own it and take that on board.
Well, it's been an absolute pleasure listening to the podcast and listening to the advice that, that you get and what you're learning from your community. And I hope that everybody's really enjoying that journey. And I think the question I want to ask you is around the feedback that you've got from your community. Have they had anything positive or potentially negative to say? And is there anything that um, you would change in future to ensure that you're answering those questions and really giving back to your community? Yeah, absolutely. Well, firstly, you know, the response has been really amazing and, and quite heartwarming. So that's been really great. And I feel really privileged to be sharing other people's stories. Like some of these stories are incredible, like what you girls are doing with the Own It Project. And, you know, people are out there changing other people's lives. And I feel incredibly privileged to be able to share those stories. And secondly, to be able to share learnings from those stories to really help other people go, okay, well, I'm passionate about something. How is it that I can then communicate my messages and, and what lessons can I learn from listening to Be The Drop? So firstly, I, you know, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure and I feel really honoured to be doing what I'm doing. Uh, and then feedback, you know, other feedback has, has been, there's been a couple of questions around, okay, so firstly, how long does it take to build community? So we've talked about building communities with guests um, and these people are in a process. They're already, some of them, quite far down the path of the journey of building a community. So they've already done that. And I didn't really um, ask about how long it took, but common feedback has been, okay, I, I'm at the beginning of my journey and I, I wanna build a community, um, but how long is that gonna take? And I think also some people have said, well, I've been doing this, I've been working at building a community, I've been doing it for six months and I haven't got a lot of traction, those sorts of things, but really the, you know, not knowing how long it should take. And, and so moving forward, that's something I'm going to start asking guests is, you know, what sort of time frame is there? Is there a common time frame, or, you know, are people doing some things that have accelerated how quickly they can build community? Or is, is there a common theme with that as well? So that's certainly something that I'll ask. And then the other aspect that's been brought up is why community? which was really interesting. And I was talking to you about this the other day that someone said to me, what's the value of building a community rather than opposed to just having customers? Can I not just print a brochure, do a mail drop and leave that for other, you know, for random people? Do I have to have a targeted community and why? What's gonna be the value to me um, and my business or, or whatever endeavor that I'm on? why would I do that? So I thought that was really interesting because I had made that sort of assumption that other people saw the value in community and were already aware and across why they would need community. So that was, a re that was incredible feedback for me to go, oh, okay, I, I need to step back. Because sometimes when you're in something so much and you're so consumed, it's, you, you don't necessarily see that. So I really appreciated that feedback. And moving forward, I would definitely be asking guests why they value their community and what that brings to them so that we can start help educating you know around the value of community because for me i passionately believe in the value of of community but it needs to be something that i can help educate and communicate with with my listeners so that's definitely something that will be added going forward great well that'll be good to listen to i hope um, so <laughs> so the final thing that you conclude your interviews with is you ask your guest to share their be the trop be the drop tip so today we want to ask you what is amelia's be the drop tip okay now without being too obvious it has to include the 
the, my motivation and, and my passion behind Be The Drop, which is, my favourite saying is, a waterfall begins with one drop. And so my communication tip is that not to do it by yourself. There, there isn't, no, no, you know, no one person can be everything and all things. So very much for me, and what I passionately believe is that there is, there is powerful um, abilities in communication, that positive, communi com positive communication can change the world. I really believe in the strength of that, but not singularly, not one person. It's not just, I've got this passion and I'm gonna change the world. It's, I have a passion, I'm gonna bring other people with me and together we can change the world. And it takes lots of different waterfalls to really change the world. It's not one waterfall, there's, there's multiple of them. So my whole passion behind this is to find those communicators who are being the drop and to bring that together. So really my communication tip is find your passion and bring others with you and share it and make it brilliant, make it so amazing that your positivity will resonate far and wide. And so to anybody who may be trying to do it alone because sometimes there's that fear of failure if you take somebody along for the ride or you, you can't do it yourself, around that be the drop, is there anything that you'd say to those people to kind of open that door and, and let them know that it's really great to invite positive people into your world to help you share that message? Yes, well, that's a really good question, Kristen, because my, personally I have absolutely experienced that. So what... Um, is referred to as the imposter syndrome. Oh my gosh, I feel that completely. Because starting this, I've worked in marketing for years, for nearly 20 years I've been working in marketing and communication for longer than that um, because you know I was learning effective communication and I was so passionate about this. So you'd think that I would feel really, really confident doing a podcast about communication. But to be honest, it took me two years two years to work up the, the courage, I suppose, to go, okay, I can do this. I can share a message around communication. I'm not gonna feel like I don't have the credentials or the experience and, and do that. So my advice to people would be absolutely find others, bring you know, awesome people like yourself you know, and, and people around me that help and support me. Abs you know, it's really important to have that support network, but then, just take one step at a time. I, I wrote a blog um, not that long ago called um, Persistence Beats Resistance. And the resistance for me was internal. I was resisting myself and coming against, you know, this what ifs and oh my gosh, can I, have I got that skill set? And so I had to just keep persisting in, I'm just gonna do it, I'm just gonna do it, I'm just gonna take one step at a time. And so I just did the first interview and then I did another and another and after a while I feel so much more comfortable doing it and if somebody listens and they doubt my capabilities or they're not happy with what I'm doing then they're not really the person for my community and I think that's the second part of this is to say that you know if somebody doesn't react and respond well don't get caught up on that because they're not the people that you you should be around they're not the people for your waterfall they should be somewhere else Great. Thank you very much. That was awesome. Thanks for listening to Be The Drop podcast. Be sure to subscribe in iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Leave us a review or share with someone who is looking to improve their communication. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at B underscore the underscore drop 
or visit our website, narrativemarketing.com.au and click on the podcast tab. If you or somebody you know embodies Be The Drop, email us via podcast at narrativemarketing.com.au. New episodes are released each Monday, so make sure you don't miss out by checking in every week. Mm-hmm.